Welcome back to Look Ma No Hands. I'm your host, Laura Max Rose, joined today by Miss Ellen Cooley. She is the founder of Southern Sequence, a professional home organizing company here in Houston. Welcome to the show, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited about interviewing you because any mother listening to this right now knows how essential home organization becomes the second that first baby arrives. Yes. If you weren't an organized person before you had kids, having kids makes you at least interested in trying. Um, if you don't become organized, you can at least see the value in being organized because because stuff is flying everywhere. Absolutely. The more stuff you have, it seems like the more mess there is. And all of a sudden there becomes this intense focus on containing things. And your favorite store becomes the container store, Target, right. or wherever you buy things <laughs> to organize them. But it's a big job to do. Um, and that's why people end up hiring people like you to help them with it, which I think is awesome. Um, and our society has ended up because of the show, you know, tidying up with Marie Kondo, people have gotten way more open and interested in the idea of organizing their home as a way of having more mental clarity and stability right. and happiness and joy in their lives. And yes. that's what you were talking to me about before we started recording today, that it's there's such a tie between organization and mental health. And that's what I love about it um, yes. in my own life. So without any further ado, I'm just going to get started asking you um, how you help, especially how you specifically help new mothers um, get their home organized and what some of your favorite tips and tricks are for them. Perfect. Let's do it. Why is there such a big connection between organization and mental health, especially with new moms? Oh, gosh, I love this question so much. And it's really why I'm so passionate about organization is because there is such a link between the two. Um, and I think the reason is that if you're disorganized, um, you're, you're probably in a chaotic situation. So you don't want your home, that place that's supposed to be enjoyable and the place that you spend all your memories with your family to be in chaos. Um, and so it streamlines your day. You can, um, if you're trying to get out the door and you can't find your keys or the baby bottles or whatever you need for the baby, that's then stressful. And so it adds I so much stress it just to an stress, already stressful situation, already stressful situation. You're sleep deprived. You're maybe a new mom. You don't know what you're doing. You feel inadequate. Um, so make your home streamlined where you can go find those things easily and you're not just chasing things down. Um, and it, it saves time, saves money in the long run because you're not buying. It does save that, money. There's so much yes. of buying the same thing over and over again when you become a mom, because there's a lot of urgency. You yes, don't have the time yes. to think of course, about, you know, what you have, what you don't have. Cause you're just like in target and somebody just pooped and like, you right. gotta take care of it. Right? <laughs> you gotta just go. <laughs> you gotta just go. And there's still going to be that, you know, even if you are organized, but I think the organization bit helps. So what is, I mean, I know when I think about my life as a mother, um, I hear all of these tips about being organized, but the first thought that comes into my mind is, but how, like how, mm -hmm. how, where do I start? Because my life is so busy and right. the time factor, I'm sure you hear this all the Absol time. Yes. I don't have time mm -hmm. to get organized. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So honestly, my number one clientele, I would say like, I mean, I haven't run the numbers, but probably 85% of my clients are busy moms. And whether they're stay at home or they work full time, it's all a mixed bag. Um, and that's where I come in is where I can spend six hours a day focusing on this for you and then have a system set up and then you know where to put everything. Um, so, um, I mean, hire me. <laughs> Obviously, that's suggestion number suggestion one. Suggestion number one. But if that's not in your budget, then there's a few things you can do. Um, maybe perhaps... Get, if you have in-laws in town or parents or a babysitter, you are going to want to focus on it. It's hard to do when you have 
um, you know, you're distracted every hour or so right. if you need to like go chase down a toddler. I'm or actually something. really glad that you said that mm-hmm. because there is this sort of myth that it's something we should be able to do like with our kids in tow. And that's no. what we see on Pinterest. Right. Like we see moms <laughs> like organize. Look what I did today. Like while my kids were either like napping or playing around, but like, okay, maybe like once in a while you get that really solid three right. hour nap. But most of the time with that, you kind of just want to like space out or take care of yourself. You don't want to be like organizing exactly. the pantry. Yes. So I'm actually glad that you said that like, find a way to get some space to take care of this mm-hmm. because it's almost impossible to do it. Right. With Especially your kids if you have a mobile child, if they're crawling, walking, all of that, they're into everything. Yeah. Um, it's sometimes the, the client will come home or the child will come home from school or something. And, um, it is amazing, like how much slower I then get slowed down and I love hanging out with the kids, but I can't, you know, they're into things and they want to go grab it and do what I'm doing. And so it just definitely slows the process down. And that's why we're so messy as moms. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So find like time and space. Maybe that's even after your kids go to bed at night, like if it right. has to be, but like make time where yes. you're going to be alone. Mm-hmm. And then what are the priorities of, okay. So like, what are some of the areas of the house? Maybe I imagine the pantry or the playroom, mm-hmm. like that provide the most ease when they are organized. So my two suggestions there are number one, what space is causing you the most stress? Um, always start there because that's going to make your life a lot better right off the bat. Um, and that probably goes hand in hand with my second suggestion, which is the places that are used the most often. So if it's the pantry, the kitchen, all the part of your daily routine, your child's clothing closet, your closet, all of those spaces that you're touching kind of daily, those are going to improve your, your lifestyle the most, I would say. So a lot of people were watching the very, you know, now famous show tidying up with Marie Kondo Uh came from her book, um, which you and I discussed before we started recording discusses a lot about what to get rid of and, and helps you minimize the amount of stuff in your home. But what about after that? How do you organize what you do have left over so that it's easy and accessible? And not only that, but so it stays that way. Right. I know with me, like I'll clean out a closet and it's pristine and it's perfect. And two days later, it looks exactly the same Mm -hmm. way as it did before. (laughs) So what are some of the ways to maintain that home organization? Yeah. So it is important to eliminate the amount of stuff you have. You can't organize too much stuff. That is like a key thing to remember. So that piece is important. Um, but then after the fact you do, there are certain containers, um, that are really great. You can't just put things back on a shelf. It needs to have something to hold it. Otherwise it's just going to look scattered on the shelf again. And it's not going to always stay lined up. I've seen some of the pantries that you've organized. The pantry photos were actually what made me want to interview you and everything. Like there's no chips that are like out. Everything's in a container. Everything's in a container. Okay. Otherwise it's just going to be tossed on the shelf. And so that's not helping you. And, and then eventually your snacks are going to, even if you lined it all up on the shelf, it's going to start bleeding into the next thing that's on the shelf. So in order to keep the categories separate, you have to have a container to put it in and then label everything. You have to have labels. Label. Okay. Love (laughs) it. Any favorite labels? I feel like you would have them. Um, Well, I have a label maker that I absolutely love. And then I have, um, I don't personally have one, but you can make really awesome, beautiful labels on like cricket machines and stuff. But um, yeah, those are, those are the best, but uh, just a quick, easy one. I use like the brother, touch p touch i think is what it's called label very maker. cool okay every home should that. have a label maker you can yeah. get them for like 25 bucks on because Amazon. if you put everything in these boxes but then you don't know right. what's in them or where where to put yes. stuff back and if you want your whole family to stick to it they all need to know you might know that oh hey the markers go in this bin but your husband probably doesn't know that so you have to have a label to 
that they can all see and follow. I love it. Something that I've also found, especially as far as like playrooms go, we don't have a playroom. My kids just each have toys in mm-hmm. their respective rooms. Mm-hmm. If there's too many toys, they're, they just are overstimulated yes. and they're not interested in yes. any of them. I'm sure you've heard this and I've heard a lot of moms doing like toy rotation. Right. Yeah. So it's can you talk program. about that for people yeah, who haven't heard of it? Of course. So, um, I totally agree. I think if, um, children have too many toys, they are overstimulated. Um, I've done a lot of reading up on just the concept of having limited amounts of toys and how that spurs on creativity. Um, so that's always something to keep in mind. Less is better. Yeah. <laughs> Less is more, I guess. Um, but as far as the rotation, um, it's great to have you basically, what you do is you have the set amount of toys that they have access to, whether that's in the playroom or the closet or their bedroom, wherever you're keeping them. Um, and then other toys that they maybe aren't as interested in, or you want to keep because they're great toys. You just want to maybe have them in rotation. You put those somewhere else, whether that's in the attic or up on a higher shelf in the closet. And then every, you know, few weeks, month, if you notice they're getting bored with certain toys, then you rotate those out. Um, and then they suddenly become really interested in them again. It's like a brand new toy again. So I love it. I did this with have new. I love it. I did this with Selma's closet the other day. She had, you know, all these dresses in her closet that she never really wants to wear. And we went through, actually, we kind of con her closet together. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you love? What do you not love? And I took, there was a ton of stuff she said she didn't like that. I know she really actually does like, she right. just didn't like it that day. Yes. And I put it in a box and like, I brought it out later and she really wanted to wear it. So yes. I think it's a, it's a principle a we idea. can use like with clothing. Yeah, with clothes too. Absolutely. And we don't need, do you find like, I'm so curious to know what your perspective is on the number of average advertisements we receive for things that you know we didn't used to see before we had Instagram we're accumulating so much more as a society right and we end up with so much more stuff mm-hmm. than we've ever had before I I personally I'm I'm not I'm not immune to this in any way um I <laughs> oh my god I saw like this unicorn duffel bag that I don't need for like it was like $25 <laughs> for my daughter I'm like oh well when we go on vacation like one day but with how her, adorable like, how adorable right but I end up like with so much stuff so like I'm sure part of the organization process is also filtering like what you bring into your yes, home definitely. in the first place yes so can you talk about like what some really good guiding principles are for like what it is that you purchase what it is that you bring yes. into the house so I'm not a big fan of having a specific number in mind, if that makes sense. Um, and I will just preface this, preface this by saying I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a minimalist. A lot of organizers do consider that being important and that's great, but that's not mm-hmm. really my mentality. Um, as long as everything you have in your home has a place to go, it has right. to have a place to go. Otherwise you can't pick up your home at the end of the day. Yeah. If it doesn't have a home, it's just going to sit in the corner. There's nowhere for there's it. There's nowhere for it to go. Um, so just considering what kind of space you have, do you actually need it? Do you actually use it? Um, I, sometimes I do the love thing, but that can really like get blurry. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, cause then I'm throwing stuff away that I actually needed later, right, but I didn't right. really love it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like you need a plunger, but you don't love yeah. your plunger. It's so, so true. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate a lot of concepts about minimalism, but like, I think in a lot of ways, like we've gone way to the opposite extreme. With yeah. It. Like, yeah. For I sure. enjoy having like a full set of silverware and yes. not just one right. like, setting for everyone in the family. Like <laughs> right. some of the documentaries like on minimalism, I just find like so entertaining because yeah, like, it's, it's so clear yeah, that we've gone way far to the opposite extreme, but right. I've also gotten some, a lot out of it just about, you know, being more mindful. Yes. Yes. And that so becomes when, more important with kids. Oh, absolutely. And so when you are bringing new things in your home, say you in a perfect world, you've gotten yourself totally organized and everything has a home. 
Um, then when you're bringing new stuff in, it's time to evaluate, is there something I could get rid of? Do I actually have room for this to go in my closet? If not, then I need to get rid of a piece of clothing. Um, I really love that concept with, with closets, um, just to have kind of like a one in one out roll. If you get a right. new shirt, get a new shirt replaced. you probably have an old one that you could definitely get rid of. Most closets do. So it's a good like replacement there. What about closets? So I want to also talk about how we uh, like, it's not just about the playroom. It's not just about the pantry. Mm-hmm. Mom has to look and feel good every yes, day in order yes. to feel like she can take on the day. So oh, what are sure. some ways that we can organize our closets to make that easier? So, um, okay. Number one, um, this is kind of counterproductive and some or counterintuitive, I guess I should say in some regards, but you need to hang the clothes you're wearing most often. So for example, most people fold athleisure in dressers. Um, but if you wear athleisure most days, then it should be on I the would hanger. hang them because they're easier to see. And people are most likely more, they're going to hang something more so than they would fold something because it takes less time to hang something. So if you're finding that you're having trouble keeping up with laundry or putting your, your laundry away once it's done the wash cycle, it's just like sitting in the laundry basket. Um, perhaps consider hanging the clothes that you're wearing most often because they're a lot quicker to put away. And also I think of the stuff that's on the hanger as being like my special stuff. Yeah. But then I go into the messy drawer for my athleisure, which is what I'm putting on my body. Right. And there's like kind of something about that. Yeah, uh-huh. I can't find it. And it's like really annoying, but all of my nice clothes are hung up. So it right. makes sense that yeah. Yeah. we would put that stuff on the hanger. What about like... Um, you know what? I met you through our mutual friend, actually, Natalie Weekly. Yes. You worked with her. She is a fashion and image consultant and brand consultant. And um, she organizes closets as well and yes. talks about placement, like where the dark clothes should go, where the light clothes should go. Yeah, do she you told me do that any... genius. It's a really genius concept <laughs> that like your lighter, your dark clothing, like the blacks and browns mm-hmm. should actually go in the lightest part of your closet so yes, you can see you them. Can see it. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I also, I love all the organization tips I get from people I interview on this show. Um, Megan Burkle, Willow Crown's talks about how she only puts 50 hangers in each of her kids closets and I love that number because like when I go through their closets that's actually just about kind of what they need Mm -hmm. and it is so amazing how fast like their closets get overwhelmed with stuff yes for sure they have all these cute little outfits and Mm -hmm. just kind of keeping it to a minimum (laughs) and probably getting like hand-me-downs from people and that gets overwhelming for people too yeah and like the gifts and the people you know all that stuff so um Let's talk about the difference. I think there is uh, people kind of get confused between the difference of keeping a clean house and an organized one. Mm-hmm. So like either some people have a housekeeper or they clean themselves, but like they're not the same thing. Right. So when you talk to us a little bit about that and maybe like some speed bumps you've run into with explaining that to some of your clients. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest speed bump is I'm obviously more expensive than a housekeeper. Yeah. And so a lot of times people say, oh, well, my housekeeper's organized and she'll do that for me. Um, and that's great. If they really do have that ability, that's wonderful. Like you hit the jackpot. Um, but most of the time it's really just putting it away in a closet or in a drawer. And that is not the same thing. Um, having, um, things divided out and categorized in a way that you can go find something and find it when you need it. And just logically in terms of making it functional for you and your routine and your day to day, there's a little more of a process behind that than just having a tidy home with a housekeeper. Um, so there's always definitely a place for housekeepers. Love right. ours. We like, love we have it. To have Things it. need to be clean. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I know like for but a really long a time I was like, Oh, my house is really clean, but like you couldn't open a drawer. Like, right. None of the, <laughs> was, like the drawers <laughs> were kind of a reflection of like my inner turmoil. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love like what you said about 
about how like if your house is messy like it's usually a reflection of like your inner state Mm -hmm. my house has finally gotten like the drawers are getting cleaner but like my car I joke could like get me a slot on my quarters buried alive like the inside (laughs) of my car it's like my head like I just dropping things in there and running out like I don't have a second and like it's definitely a reflection of that right um one of the reflections that I've just had to let go because that's kind of just how my life is right now having two kids and and all it's such an adjustment. On. I mean, yeah. you got to give yourself grace uh, in all of this. This whole so conversation true. is so important to remember. I mean, there is definitely room to have improvement in your life with organization, but definitely give yourself grace. You don't have to have this like Pinterest perfect house to, and to survive. Wh- I know. I was talking about this on a recent episode with Denise Hamilton about how we're seeing women like on Pinterest, on Instagram, who have like perfectly organized home, great career, three yeah. kids. Like it's yeah. not. And there's a difference between organization actually helping you live your life and being a slave to it and right. being like, Oh, oh my absolutely. God, I have to be perfect. I have to have everything. It's just supposed to be something that helps you. Yeah, and as soon as it's not that helps you. Right. Exactly. And if it's not, then let it go. So I love how you ended up getting into this. You were telling me before we started recording that you were in a, in accounting yes. and your parents were very practical people. It's so funny <laughs> to hear that because like, I always wonder what that would be like. I had the opposite. There was no practicality. <laughs> like everyone be a theater major. I mean, that's the, amazing. There was zero practicality. Um, but they were very practical and you were pretty quickly finding yourself to be miserable in that career. Yeah. And how did you end up finding out that this is what you wanted to be doing? Yeah. So, well, I'm from a really small town, so there's only like so many options in people's heads of what you can do for a job. Like my mom was a teacher and my dad was a football coach. So it's just, these are their options. Right. I love it. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, you know, you gotta, you have to have a good job. You have to be like, have a career, support yourself. Like there was no... Um, question mark that I was on my own when I graduated college. Yes. Like that was, that was not an option for me to like, continue. you had to figure it out. Yes, for yeah. sure. So, um, accounting came to mind and I had a few family members that were accountants. And, um, so that's what I did. It was practical. I knew I, and I quote my, from my dad, you will always have a job as an accountant. I love it. Right. That's like, <laughs> So that was what I was taught. That's how I was raised. Like, so that's what practical. I did. Yeah, yeah, practical. And I hated it the whole time. I mean, I could do it. I'm good at math. I'm analytical, but I just did not No Part of me felt natural in that yeah. job. Um, so the whole time I was doing it, I was always brainstorming what the next chapter would look like. Um, and it took me 10 years to figure it out. Um, so, you know, there's, there's hope for people. So, t- so tell me how you, your, your colleague asked you or someone that, you know, asked yeah, you, so what is a friend it you do? Of, uh, I was just like kind of venting to a friend about it and they asked me, well, what do you like to do for fun? If your husband's out of town and your friends are busy and you're alone on a Saturday night, I'm like, Oh, I always clean out our closets. Are you kidding? Like course, who doesn't duh. do that? Yeah. No one, no one <laughs> exactly. does that. And then I quickly found like, yes, no one does that. And a lot of people don't naturally think that way. So there is a place for this career. But her response was, oh, yeah, that's somebody's job. And it took me a minute to realize what I just said a second ago is like, no, it's not. That's not a job. No, jobs are like you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're an accountant, you're a teacher, like these are your jobs. And so the internet really, it was kind of around the time that Marie Kondo was coming out and there were a couple like bigger name organization companies around the country. And, and I was like, 
no way this is actually something people are doing. So I started doing it for fun for friends on the side. And I was always, by the way, that friend that would like volunteer to help people move. Cause I loved it. You I loved it. Loved it. And you just went through a move yourself and I was watching I did, the process. Yes. Oh my God. Just watching you on Instagram. I was like <laughs> taking notes. Like my next time we ever move, like what to do, like tell me some of the stuff that you did that helped make it easier. Oh yes. Okay. Well, the number one thing people have been like oogling over is the color coded boxes and that, streamlined the whole day. Um, and basically what that is, is you have a color, you can get like neon colored labels. Yeah. Um, and like pink is living room and yellows for the kitchen and greens for your master bedroom. And so you just like color code each area, like main room in the home. And you put that sticker on the boxes that belong in those rooms. So when the movers come, you can really quickly at a glance, direct them to put the boxes where they go and where they should be. So then when you're unpacking, everything's right there in that room. It belongs. So you're not unpacking and putting away and then you're moving on to the next room and you're like oh well that's supposed to go in the kitchen so I have to start over so right exactly <laughs> like and redo you know I loved what you said about having like a bag packed for everybody in the house mm-hmm. so like was it 11 or yeah, 14 outfits yeah, for like yeah around 10 to 14 days have mm-hmm. a backpack for each family member so that way you're not um, scrambling immediately having to get unpacked your closets and everything you're not going to be in routine for at least they kind of say like two weeks to a month, give yourself some time to find a new routine. Yeah. Um, so that'll at least give you time to make sure everyone's dressed. You need to be able to do your three basic functions, which are brushing sleeping, your teeth. Oh, sleeping, eating and getting dressed for the day. So brushing yeah. your teeth. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, having, I always suggest start. Um, so you, uh, you pack last the things that are your routine and then you unpack first those things. So your bedroom or sorry, your closet, your kitchen, um, in your bathroom, your stuff to get ready in the day. So I love it. Yeah. in your bed, you have to have your mattress like immediately day one, such good <laughs> advice. Cause I can think of like every time I've moved, just being like, Oh my God, where is this? And yes. like not being able to find it. And right, when we moved right. into our, when we moved into the home that we live in now, it started raining and it was actually the beginning of hurricane Harvey. Oh my god! And gosh. we were like stuck That's in our house. Volume. It was crazy. We were, thank God we didn't flood, but we were stuck in our home and, um, couldn't go out and like get anything. And, and I just like couldn't find anything and I was like looking at your Instagram thinking oh my god if I had only known this like it would have been so much easier so a lot of really good like practical Mm -hmm. tips so anyway going back to your story you ended up realizing like this was something you actually could do. yeah I actually could do it and um really it was just kind of thanks to the internet and Instagram honestly of um for the most part seeing all these different people pop up and it suddenly became like a boom like everybody's now an organizer and so it's kind of I kind of like hopped on that wave kind of in that very beginning piece and um, I'm really only two years in now, but now I'm full-time doing it. I left my accounting job um, after 10 years and now I do it full-time. It's been the best. And I had an incredibly supportive husband, so I definitely have to give him the biggest shout out. I mean, he, he was, was like, like, go for it. This is, you're great at it. You, we don't need your accounting salary. Like we'll be fine. I mean, he's just very supportive. And now you're it. like making it big yeah, time. You yeah. said you have two, you do two sessions per day. They're each a minimum three hours. Yes. I do a minimum of three hours. Um, and then, so that ends up being two sessions a day, a six hour day. And it really is streamlined best if one person is taking up those two sessions. Um, one session usually can fit like a small pantry or something, but if you have a bigger, bigger project, then it's going to require a full day anyhow. So, so it's mostly on a per project basis. Like yes. somebody has something that they really just need. It is. Out. Um, but I have a lot of people that it's ends up kind of being a whole home deal. Um, yeah. and, and that's not unusual at all. 
Um, so in that case, I have packages where if you have multiple projects in mind or really a whole house, um, then there's a little bit of a discount there with packages. And I would definitely suggest that for those pieces. who are looking for that. So now mm-hmm. you're talking about the whole house and I'm thinking about the big black hole that is the garage. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> why do we put everything in the garage? I can, I can probably answer that question. Like well, it's a dark place. Nobody looks. Yeah. At. It's, it's, it's the only place that's outside of your home. So if you have company over, you can close the garage and nobody has to see it. So how do we avoid that? I mean, my garage, I mean, it's insane. Like we, I always said like, we're not going to be those people who can't even park in our garage because <laughs> we have so much stuff in it. And now like, I don't even know what I would do without my garage. Like, I know there's so much stuff in it. So what are some ways that we can either order organize our garage or keep stop putting crap in it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the biggest key is having it organized from the get go, just like you would your pantry or closet or playroom where everything has a home. Um, and then you're kind of less likely to just shove things. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a client once that, um, told me that she, uh, her husband came home one day after I'd come and he put his pants like on the closet floor. And she's like, we spent so much money on this. Put your pants away. <laughs> yeah. If you <laughs> so, think of it that yeah, way, if you think of it that way, just like invest, even if it's you doing it yourself, you're still spending money on shelving and in product and containers. It's, it's costly. It yeah. is an investment that's very worth it. Um, so having it organized from the get go, um, it would probably be my biggest suggestion, but I, you're always going to, of course, have stuff that's coming in. It's like where the Costco like stack goes and all of that. So I, um, I don't know. I think, well, number one shelving in the garage, I think it'd be great if you have, uh, so I love gladiator shelving for garages. It's super sturdy. It's yeah. made of steel. It's huge. You can fit a lot. So if you have like a, an open wall where you can put shelving, that's the best way to get everything off the floor. Highly suggest things off the floor in Houston, Texas. We flood oh, all the time. And the bugs. So the bugs, yeah. the, the grossness. So yeah, keep everything on shelving and off the floor if you can. Um, and then um, I would leave a, a gap, like maybe one open shelf, completely open shelf. So you can go put things that are kind of in rotation and shove it there for a while and then find a home for it if you can't do it immediately. So what are some of the best things that we can do like that actually things that we can do that is actually meaningful with the stuff that we don't need anymore. So, you know, Mm. I think there we've all heard like clothing donations Mm -hmm. right now are like out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like most people, when they want to donate, when they have a bunch of books to give away, they don't know where to take them. So what are your favorite suggestions to make around stuff like that? So um, honestly, I, to make my life simpler, I just go to one, one donation spot, but I don't mind doing that. Um, They can filter through and then they know what to do with it from there. Like it's their job to do something with donations. It's my job to figure out what them. Yeah. Give it to them. Keep Um, it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Um, But if you do feel passionate about giving to to a specific organization, um, a lot of churches have lists of ministries that they work with. So you can go on certain church websites and see who they're partnering with at that time. Or if you attend a church, you can ask who they might know of. For example, our, the church I attend has um, a, an industry or sorry, ministry called um, Houston welcomes refugees. And so they take a lot of like home items. Oh, wow. I um, love that. So it's like even curtains and um, old bedding. I mean like clean, gently worn bedding, but Um, even appliances, things like kitchen that basically what they do is they have an apartment set up for refugees coming in and they have it all ready to go. So when the family arrives, they have a home to live in. Wow. That's so, um, something like that. Um, just there's ministries all over Houston, um, hundreds, thousands of them. So if you feel really led or, um, just 
like passionate about giving it to a specific place, I would start there with digging into certain ministries. Great idea. Cause I feel like Houston. so many of us end up with all this stuff that we don't want anymore, but we are kind of at a loss for where to bring right, it. Because right. Like I don't want to bring it somewhere where somebody's going to have to pay to have it. Yeah. Like, I want to bring it yeah. somewhere where somebody can just have it. Yeah. Um, so that is a really good, that's a really good suggestion. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, you were talking about products and shelving, what are some of your favorite go-to spots for organization products? And what are some of your favorite products themselves? Oh, well, container store hands down. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Is the container container store is a nationwide chain. It so if is. you're listening to this, we've got lots of listeners like all oh, over yes. the you US. Hopefully have one okay. near you. Um yeah, they're all over and they ship. So um I think it's minimum forty nine dollars to, to, to ship. ship. Okay. Mm-hmm. So best containers are obviously there. What like what are the best products for for like playroom, especially because I know a lot so, of people listening want to know where yeah, to put those toys. Yeah, playroom. So yeah. the container store in particular has this line that is is personal to them they've created it's called our box o-u-r um the our box line and they have anywhere from small shoe box size up to i think what they call uh, a jumbo box and it's quite a bit larger i'm, okay. I'm showing you but they can't yeah, see that <laughs> i love it um so those are great for playrooms they're made out of um a plastic material so they aren't gonna you know a lot of containers sometimes are like that woven material it might kind of scratch kids or be a little too heavy for them this is lighter and easier to use um and it's clear you can see through it but it's translucent so it's not super where you can't just see the mess in it you can just see kind of like the color if yeah. that makes sense which ends up making it kind of fun in a playroom because you have pops of color a lot of kids toys are colorful and that's a good thing to see I know I love that I love yeah. the pops of color like I love that we're embracing color more as yes. a society oh my gosh yes I'm so like over the bland and the black and white and the beige yes like, bring me, me all the too. rainbows oh you should see our house it's like color well like, I bought everywhere. like these pink glitter rain boots for my daughter and I looked everywhere online for like adult size ones and all the adult ones were so boring and I was yeah. like I want pink glitter rain boots like why <laughs> why can't I find them like this is what I, I want to have fun like yeah. you, are, you know so we were talking a little bit earlier about how being organized can help stave off anxiety if you have it you were mentioning that you're not a stranger to anxiety. Yes. Oh, for sure. Being organized helps mm-hmm. you a lot with that. And then there's also the other side of the spectrum, which is sometimes I feel like we can get so wrapped up in being organized that it actually contributes to being yes, anxious. We can't yes. let go of it not being perfect. So what are some of the ways that, you know, organization helps you and you said even type B people, like not necessarily, you don't have to be type A to have organization be something that helps keep you calm. Um, what are some of the ways that it's done that for you? Yeah. Um, so I kind of mentioned just streamlining my routine. If I don't have a routine, my head kind of implodes a little bit um, in all areas, of in life. all areas. Um, yeah. And yeah, I definitely, I have a little bit of an anxiety disorder. I've struggled with anxiety my whole life and I manage it really well. Um, and part of that is just being organized and knowing what triggers me and what triggers me is when I can't find things or I'm rushing around or things, there's just chaos around me or clutter. Um, and so having things in a home organized where they go. It just really like tapers that down for me. So yeah, I think even the most type B person, if you're every day starting your morning, scrambling out the door and you can't find anything that is creating stress. I know people probably don't feel like it is or don't think it is because they're like, Oh, I'm relaxed. I'm, I'm a chill personality. But at the end of the day, if you're wasting time looking for something, then that's not really 
it's it's creating some chaos it's making behind me a little bit more frantic well yeah. it's also i love that you said you know it's not just about like the stuff being organized it's about mm-hmm. feeling like you know what's going to happen later on yeah, in your day yeah having some predictability i mean children really like routine and they need that predictability so do adults and though. so do adults that does not go away in adulthood and i think that yeah. it's a misconception that it does it does not it oh does my not God. go away i'm so glad that you brought this up because i have been you know since my first daughter was born i gave her the schedule mm-hmm. she there was specific times of day days where things happened I relaxed more around it when my second was born that's pretty normal yeah yeah but um I do work for myself and because of that I I so enjoy that freedom but I forget that I also need structure that like yes there's freedom and I can work from home and but like I have realized recently we had we have um a nanny started with us, you know, four days a week mm-hmm. so that I can put more en- my energy into my work and into this podcast. And I realized that um, getting out of the house when she arrives in the morning, like, yes, it's so wonderful that I work from home and I can spend time with my kids during the day, right. but really choosing what time that's going to be and being intentional yes. about it. Yes. Because just being at home while I work all day, it's not serving. My kid isn't benefiting from that. I'm not actually in like yeah you're half you're half I'm, here and there yeah you're I need focused. to like get out the door mm-hmm. I need to have a plan and then I can come home at noon and I can spend half an hour with her and then I can go back out but I'm just like her like not knowing what I'm gonna do and how I'm gonna structure my day right it it makes me anxious mm-hmm. and it makes me less happy yeah you know? and you feel like you're you're not accomplishing the things you need to get done you're not um you're feeling guilt that you didn't get the work done that needed to get done and then you're feeling guilt for not spending time with your child right so having those designated times in the day for the specific things create such a great balance and then you can relax more about it yeah exactly and I'm so happy again that you said that because I think our world is shifting more you know you grew up like practicality accounting Mm -hmm. you know you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna have this practical job and it's gonna be nine to five and you're gonna make money and then you're gonna retire at a certain age well like our generation is famous for getting away from that model yes and we have like what many call a gig economy now Mm -hmm. um there's less of a social safety net but there's also a lot more work life freedom and yeah. like more work life balance and i really think that there's a amazing pluses to that and mm-hmm. i chose that oh, for, for myself sure. this, before i graduated college but yeah. the negatives are that we lack structure and it can lead to depression it can create more anxiety yes and you're maybe working way too much yeah you don't people, realize you're connected yeah. all the time right you if, if you're um i went through this when i quit my job where uh, you know i'm now i'm working from home and i'm not used to that and i went at client homes but on my office days it was like i didn't walk away from it ever because yeah. it was all just right there. Like it was right. Hey, I still need to do this. It's still there. And it was really hard to create that balance to shut it down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it can, it does lead to a lot of like anxiety, depression, people being disconnected. Um, when I quit my job, my anxiety and depression amped up big time. So it really like getting a handle on that and seeing, okay, this is why this is happening. There's not a routine. There's not structure. You're working too much and creating that, like trickling that back to a balance was really important for me to, to get back to level. <laughs> yeah. I, I so appreciate that. And like, I know that you really love what you do. Absolutely. I can yeah. sense that. And I love what I do. And I have had to come to understand that what I grew up hearing that like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life and you could just do it all the time. Like, nope, no, actually you no. still have to have boundaries. <laughs> you do. And like, 
like, just because I love what I do doesn't mean that I should be doing it every night after I tuck in the girls. Like right, that's my right. time to like have fun. Yeah. And you like, have to have your me time and your time yeah, with your spouse. Exactly. And your freedom to do those things. And yeah. yeah, it's so important to let's like get back to that. That work-life balance is so important. It is. It's another thing my family really ingrained in me. They were big on family first and there was even though my dad was a coach and could have really late nights, family always came first. So if yeah. we had something, we came first, he would arrange the schedule to do that or do what he needed to do to figure that out. So yeah. it's just important to, to keep that. I think, um, I'm, I am worried that our society's gearing more towards, and I love the hustle that the millennial, like we brings. have so much hustle so much. And I, I love that. I think like Millennials get a bad rap, but we are a well, bunch of hard awesome. workers. I love such us. hard workers. We really are great. Um, but I am a little worried that it's going so online. So, you know, um, work from home that we're getting disconnected and we're working too much. And so having that balance is going to be really important, I think. Yeah. And making future. like FaceTime with people. Yes. Like everything oh, yeah. we do is online and it's like through social media, but like we forget, like we're not actually seeing yeah, people. You can't replicate human interaction, um, through a computer. You have to have that piece as a yeah. human. We were created to be, you know, uh, in community and, and with people. And so that you have to have that. You can't like replicate that online. Right. Yeah. And I also, you know, because Instagram doesn't take Saturday or Sunday off, like I think so Mm -hmm. many people with their own businesses feel like they have to be constantly producing content and having, putting stuff out there. I've just kind of arrived at this place where like the weekend is my time with my family. Like I don't give a shit (laughs) business or whatever, because like I am not going to be half the person I would be if I don't take that time. And and even if I, don't do as good of a job that week or whatever it is. Like I need that time. You I need to, to shut off and mm-hmm. just like be with the people that I love. And um, otherwise that's where burnout comes is yeah. doing even if it you too love much. What you're doing. Yeah. Even I, if you love what you're doing, yeah. you have to have that space to, yeah. to have freedom and you know, time to do what you want to do. So it's not that. just about the pantry. It's really about organizing your week and your life. Yeah. And your routine, your, your everything around you having structure. I think we believe as moms that like we should be able to constantly pour all this energy into our kids and give them these perfect schedules, but like that we don't somehow need that ourselves. No, you got to fill your cup first. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of like even relationally one Oh one, you have your cup has to be as full so, as you can get it, it as full as <laughs> you can get you it can pour it into like beyond else. your wildest imagination of full. Yeah. Like, I think whatever you think full is multiply that by like 500 million right. because honestly like the more I put into myself the happier and better I am like on all yes fronts. and how great for your children to see a happy mama as opposed yeah. to a stressed out ragged mom and know? I think that the, everything just kind of falls into place around that I mean yeah. we just have more patience we mm-hmm. have more um I think more capacity perhaps for some of the discomfort that comes along with parenting mm-hmm. I'm way more likely to like not hold my ground with my kids when I feel like, okay, I can stay still and I can be patient right. for this experience right now that we seem to be having. Yeah. Um, I, I just like can't advocate for that more. I think we are nowhere near as a society. Like we joke about like self-care Saturday or what we mm-hmm. are nowhere near understanding how much each one of us needs individually to feel like our cups are full. Oh yeah. Like we're so far yeah, off. We're like, we're patting ourselves on the back for throwing in like an hour a week. And oh, it's, it's insane. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We think that we like need nothing and that we're supposed to be right somehow firing on all cylinders. Yeah, doing all of these things, like keeping up having with, 
all the the perfect scenes around us that we're seeing online, like doing it all, we're expected to just do it's that. It's crazy. <laughs> I think when we take immaculate care of ourselves, the world around us takes immaculate care of us. Like we yeah. teach the world how to treat us. That's my Angelou. That's I stole that. I that's just great. Robbed. But like we do, we teach the world, we teach life how to how to treat us based off mm-hmm. of how we treat ourselves. So yeah, respect yourself first. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So on the other side of organization being something that can help us live our lives more freely and have more structure, um, you also were discussing with me earlier that um, we we can tend to overdo it and yeah. also that people view you as somebody who's like perfectly, perfectly yeah. organized and you're like, no, that's not me. I'm yeah. Just, I mean, you know. every time I introduce myself as a professional organizer, oh, your house must be perfect. Oh, I can't go over there. I'm like, no, 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 no. We, like we certainly have messes. We're human. Uh, yeah, we're human. I'm running in and out of the door, busy schedule. Sometimes like clothes get thrown on the floor and there ends up being a pile. And that's fine. You do have to give yourself grace in that. The key is just having a system to where you do have the time. Once you get to that point where you're ready to pick everything up and put it where it belongs, it has a place to go. Yeah. Like I said, you can't you can't put away things when that you're don't ready. have a place. Yeah, when you're ready. Exactly. Um. So give yourself grace. There is zero perfection in this realm at all. Not even for me. Um, that's not real. We all have lives. We're all busy. We all have routines that are taking us all over the place. So, uh, yeah, just giving yourself some grace. Um, I also think that in this area of life and so many others thinking that we need to be perfect actually stops us from doing it at all. Oh yeah. It's very like, Oh, it ends up being, um, paralyzing at that point. I don't even know where to, I can't get it to this, so I'm not going to do it. And I do that. I'm a perfectionist. So I do that in a lot of ways, not necessarily the organizing, but other things. Um, like, I don't know, uh, my, a, a good example of this would be my Instagram feed. I am all over stories. I hardly ever post on the feed and it's due to this ridiculous notion that it has to be this like perfect, perfectly curated, perfectly thing. curated thing yeah. and thought out and planned. And so therefore I just don't even post anything. And that's so stupid. Yeah, And I love your posts. <laughs> I was just going to share one to promote that you were coming on the show. And I actually, I did notice that like the one that I saw was one that I'd seen like a few weeks ago when yeah. I went to your, but I love what you have to say whenever you say it. I'm like, I want more of that. I know. I, I thank you for that. I, yeah. um, I have got to do it more. It's, it's stupid and ridiculous. No, and I'm admitting I mean, this we're now, all, but we're yeah. all struggling with that. Like yeah, perfection is the enemy of done. It is. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, there's a, I can't remember now. I wish I could credit her. There is a blogger, a home decor blogger that I followed that she had a mantra that uh, done is better than perfect. Yeah. And yeah. that is so true. Just get it done. Nobody is going to notice the through like few things that you wanted to do differently. Nobody's going to notice yeah. that. And give yourself credit for yeah. what you have done well. Oh, like, absolutely. About yeah. 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 So, I think we focus on the like list that didn't get done. It's really, that's what I love about like a visual to do list where you can check it off. Give yourself like a yeah. to-do list. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did this. <laughs> so what, what, once you work with somebody, I mean, what are some of the ways that they can maintain everything you've done for them? Like yeah. I know so many of us struggle with that. Um, so this is the one thing that people are usually disappointed to hear, but it does take maintenance. Just right. Because, it doesn't stay that way <laughs> yeah, forever. Yeah. It doesn't stay that way forever. Yeah. Um, just because I came in and made it look all picture perfect, it's not going to stay that way unless you maintain it. Um, so this is something that I actually learned in this industry that was foreign to me because um, just my personality and the way that I'm naturally organized, not most people aren't naturally organized. That doesn't mean there's not hope for you. That's right. where bringing in the containers and the labels and all those things we talked about before um, are good for and they can help you maintain it. Um, but there is this element of it's a life skill that's not really innate in people is learning to put things away. And not everybody learns that growing up, actually. Um, so it is this 
this life skill. It's not something that people just naturally do. Um, you have to be taught as a child, uh, okay, we're done with this toy now, put it in the bin and then go get another one. I love that you just said that because we literally put our (laughs) oldest daughter in Montessori school because neither of us were like really like we were not taught at a young age yeah, to their own stuff yeah. away. A lot of people were not that's not yeah. uncommon at all. It's not in our brains. And it's not a knock on parents either. It's just some people that's not important to some yeah. families and you have to choose what you're going to focus on. Right. So um yeah, some people just don't naturally learn it. So it is important um to figure out a way to put things away. That's that's the thing. And yeah. and it helps so much when there's a container with a specific label that you can easily go drop in the bucket. Even if you do it like at the end of the day, like yeah. I clean up my kitchen oh, yes. like after everybody's asleep. Yes. But if I know mm-hmm. where to put everything, yes. then it's like super easy to do it. A lot easier. So, uh, something that I have been doing forever that has really helped in all of this is pick up your house. Like you just said, at the end of the day, before you go to bed, I pick up the living room, make sure the kitchen's tidied up after dinner. We do the dishes. Um, and then also the night before when you're going to bed, get your clothes set out for the next day and mm-hmm. your bag by the door and the lunch is ready to go pack the lunches, have them in the fridge, have that routine of the stuff you grab as you're going out the door already done. Yeah. It saves you so much chaos and it, the kids outfits for the next day. Yes. That's have huge those for laid us. out. Yes. Saves like 20 minutes of like arguing. Like, what are we going to wear? Right. Oh my it's God. Already there. So chaotic. And you yeah. can even show them the night before, like we're going to wear this tomorrow and they can get excited about it. And yeah, you know, it changes just bring the them into the, I, it is important also to bring kids into the process. Let them, you know, maybe pick something or help them show them how you're organizing what you're doing along the way. So they can kind of understand the concept. They get excited about it. It's something new for them. Yeah. So, so I like to do all that stuff if I do it, which I'm not really the best at it. But if I am like when I'm preparing for the next day, the lunches, the outfits, I like to do that like right after I tuck in the kids before mm-hmm. I hang out with Ben and we watch like our favorite show yes. or have dinner or whatever mm-hmm. we're going to do. Because once I've settled into like my cozy time, I'm not going you're back. You're not going to do it. No way. Yeah, there's no way. So like find a time and yeah. space, I feel like where it's something that you're actually going to yeah, be wanting find to do. It before it, and uh, you could even treat it as a reward. Like, okay, if I get all this done, then I can go watch a show and yeah. binge with my husband. And exactly. It's a, it's a great thing. Um, and it really only takes you like 10 to 15 focused minutes to do that stuff. So if you really true. think about it, time it yourself so much time the next day. Yeah. Just time yourself and be like, Oh, you know what? It only actually took me 10 minutes. I can, I can do 10 minutes today. Yeah. Um, and it'll save you double that or more in the morning, right? <laughs> Running around. I can't stress enough how good, like that, that, that might be the best piece of advice we've heard all the conversation, just like, <laughs> get, like saving that time in the morning. If anyone has kids and has been there with the, like the meltdowns, the fights, the meltdowns, uh-huh. like just make it an exciting thing that you do at night before bed. If you can, because yeah. it makes everything yeah. so much better. It really does. Well, it was such an honor to have you on the show. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you about hiring you, they live in Houston and need some home organization, they can find you on Instagram at Southern Sequence. Correct. You're also online at www.southernsequence.com. That's it. Yeah. Fantastic. And thank you all for listening. I hope you'll subscribe, share with your friends. You've been listening to Look Ma No Hands and we'll join you all again next Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Mom, mom, mom.